Hey everybody, welcome back to Roosters on Olentangy River Road in beautiful Columbus, Ohio. The weather is great and we don't have to talk uh, about COVID-19 today because we have a Big Ten schedule. Nice. I'm I'm back after one week. I guess all I had to do was leave for Texas and not host this show for us to get Big Ten football back. Michael Bennett, Evan Spencer, Zach Bourne, three guys who were on the same team. We're just getting the age groups back together. Oh yeah. Welcome back. Hey, Big Ten football is back. I <laughs> know. It's back. Maybe your trip was some weird kind of luck. I mean, I don't, I don't know. What <laughs> I was, that, well, I was trying to take a vacation, forward, but, uh, and then things went sideways, so I didn't really work that much <laughs> uh, or didn't get to relax that yeah, much. Yeah, I was about to say, you probably had a lot of work going on, yeah. but all the right kind. I'm convinced Kevin Warren was watching Letterman Row. He's like, man, they make too many good points. We got we to gotta get this schedule back. We got to yeah. get this season going. Zach, oh, had you good. given up hope that we were going to get a season in? No, I had hope. It's, I hadn't been on the show. You know, I was like, I'm going to not be on the show so much until we get Big Ten football back. <laughs> yeah. Now we're back. Now I'm back. You know, I'm back on the show. We're good to go. So he needs that juice going. You know yeah. what I mean? He's got well, a ride off of it. The juice guy's gone, but there's still mac and cheese bites out here. All right. So uh, October 24th, it's on. Uh, Ohio State, they're going to play eight games plus one in the Big Ten this year. Yep. Uh, that's going to be a pretty fun day on December 19th, actually. Uh, set your calendars for Rutgers against Illinois in the morning. At 11 a.m. Oh, <laughs> 10 a.m. It was played at 6 a.m. I don't, I don't know. And uh, Ohio State, Wisconsin, that's my prediction yeah. at night. Let's just start right there. We know that there's a Big Ten season. We're only going to talk about football today. Sure. I think we're all in agreement that Ohio State's going to win the East. Who's going to come out of the West? No, I'm going to leave man. that to someone else. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I Honestly, I think it's Wisconsin, right? I, I honestly believe that Nebraska – football. I yeah, I, th- I think Nebraska's on their way back. I really do. But um, they're still a couple years away, you know, and plus they're starting with Ohio State, you know, week yeah. one of the Big Ten season. Uh, it Everything is, you know, Wisconsin. I know Minnesota had that run last year, but I still don't think they're that program that is going to be consistent year over year. I think they had that one really good year, and we saw what they did. Um, but, man, it, it's Wisconsin's lose. Kind of like the East is, is Ohio State's to lose. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to piggyback off. You got to take the cheap route there. But, you know, just looking at Wisconsin in the, in the way that they play ball, you know, I know that they had a freshman quarterback come in last year and played well, and, you know, he, he has a lot of confidence there too. So, um, to just be able to take advantage of games from a time possession standpoint and, you know, have a quarterback that's developing in confidence. Um, you know, I, I, I do like them best coming out of there um, as well. But, you know, there's still so much qu- – there's so many question marks, right? Um, you know, there's – whether it was practice and then, you know, not getting seven on seven or getting everything and not getting this, yeah. right? There's just – there's going to be natural holes that um, – you know, limit our ability to predict um, things <laughs> logically. <laughs> so we'll see what those holes look like here in a few weeks. I'm going to piggyback off of what they said. I mean, it, I don't know if I'm supposed to know more. When I think of the West, the only one I really think of is Wisconsin. Right. I mean, there. Are, I think the West has more solid teams, like more consistently solid teams than the East, but they don't have any really heavy hitters except when Wisconsin decides to show up. I think like what Zach said, Minnesota, you never know what they're going to do. Iowa, you never know what they're going to do, but – to really see them, I just I think Wisconsin only has the most firepower of all of them. Here's the one thing too that that I'm going to add from a football analysis standpoint is that this year's been a crazy year, right? Mm-hmm. Spring ball, really, no one had spring ball. Summer, really, no one had any summer training besides some lifting and yep. running, right? And fall camp's still going to be weird. Yes, they're going to have three weeks to get ready. And, you know, I've, we've said this before on the show, and I think all of us can agree that you really need three weeks. And three yeah. weeks as a player, I'm like, I'm ready to go, right? Mm-hmm. That's all I need. But in saying that, without spring ball, without some summer, without some of those things done, 
it's going to come back to who can run the football. It yeah. doesn't take skill to run the football, right? Yep. It takes some grit. It takes heart. You line up and you go toe to toe. Who's the tougher man, right? When you want to spread it out and go five wide and you know have a little jazz and everything else, it takes a little bit more quarterback wide receiver being on the same page, right? Some timing stuff, which takes a little bit more. You're seeing the NFL. Look right. at what Tom Brady. Yeah. He's kind of struggled his first two weeks, right? You see it with some of the new uh, offensive coordinators and coaches, just the way football's been going. But if you can come out and run the football, that's just lining up toe-to-toe, let's go at them, and Wisconsin can do that, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think Ohio State can do that, which yeah. is why I like Ohio State so much out of the East, obviously. I think that's a, a great point, Zach, because really we're picking the, the two teams that are best equipped to get through October 24th through December 12th yeah. in some conditions yeah. that are going to be some of them are pretty gnarly. Ohio State's that, that, the December third one, and well, uh, you got uh, at Illinois East followed Lansing. by at East Lansing, <laughs> yeah. which I think you could schedule those games tomorrow, and the weather would turn desolate <laughs> exactly. in East Very Lansing. True. Like that's true. just the way it is every time that right. you guys were there. Yeah, but those are the teams that can line up. They have the best offensive mm-hmm. lines. Obviously, Justin Fields is an X factor that's different than what Wisconsin will throw out there. But right. I mean, they get really creative with their rushing attack. Now Trey Sermon to uh, you know support that for Ohio State. Two teams that run the ball. Yeah. Pick them to win the Big Ten. That's a pretty mm, no, easy format. Yeah, no doubt. So. Uh, yeah, I completely agree with you. It, it comes down to running the football, and yes, we can dive into the schedule, right? And who knows, <laughs> who knows what the weather is going to be because you are moving some games back, right? You start getting into East Lansing, some of those games late. Yeah. The snow could become a factor, yeah. right? Very true. But it still comes down to who can run the football. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and um, so yeah, I, I think Ohio State will be fine uh, from that standpoint. Of Illinois, you just hope it's not a noon game. That's the worst in Illinois when yeah. you go to Champaign. Illinois, middle of nowhere. The hotel is like one of those hotels with like a water <laughs> yeah. park in the inside of it. Remember, you guys yeah. know what I'm talking you come about. Out, it's windy it, as all it, It's right. so windy. In the noon games, there are 11 a.m. So it's a 5 a.m. wake up call, <laughs> yeah. and you're waking up. You're like, oh my god, this is not where I want to yeah. be right now. Self made juice all all day yes. long. And in every games. time you fly in, you flew into Illinois. Yeah. Every single time before that game, I felt like oh. we were going to die on the landing. Because <laughs> oh, that wind is literally because you're like this all the way through. So you have a near death experience, and you got to go. You start. You start on day one. It's weird that they don't have a better home field advantage than that then. Like, <laughs> there's there's yeah, many many home? more times yeah, there, but yeah. we'll unpack those later. I think, all right, here's the other part. Zach, you brought up that Nebraska's on the rise. That's now the opener. We're going to start be talking about the Huskers a lot more. And I'll start, I'll preface by saying, Huskers, you did a great job fighting. You got the no eight doubt. players filing a lawsuit. Scott Frost speaking up. You had legislatures, legislature in their state asking for answers from the Big Ten. Great job. Way to fight for football. Don't follow it up by complaining that your schedule is too hard the very next day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, don't complain, right? For sure. And you knew... At least Nebraska with the lawsuits and whatnot, the Big Ten for sure was going <laughs> to show them, you know, who was boss, right? Um, yeah, I mean, Nebraska is on the rise. You know, hope, hopefully you want to see them do well, right? You want yeah. the Big Ten to do well. Um, Scott Frost, I think, you know, is almost there. Uh, Grant, uh, look, what was it? Uh, it was last year, right? I think it was yeah, last year. When, you know, year. They, yeah, then we went triple option against Ohio yeah. State and gave him a couple mm-hmm. um, issues to start, but that's how Nebraska has to be successful right now because he hasn't been able to recruit and bring the people in that he wants, so they have to be a little bit creative. Um, There's a good thing and a bad thing. You're coming – if you're Nebraska, you're coming out – against an Ohio State team that is hungry and wants to show the entire country that they are the best team and they've been chomping at the bit to play. 
you're lucky though because you're going to an empty horseshoe, yeah, right? And so um, it, it's going to be a weird element for everyone. It's going to be like one of our scrimmages, you know, in fall mm-hmm. camp, which um, is whatever. But they'll pump music in there. They'll yeah. get it juiced up, and yeah, um, it, it, yeah. it's going to be such a strange feeling, man. I mean, just being able to watch the NFL games, you can already tell how different it's going to be. That being one of our biggest uh, yeah. um, game changing factors. But I mean, on, on, on Nebraska side of things, yes, they will have this increased um, difficulty to the schedule. But you know, kind of like we're talking here. They they are a program that's building. They're a program that's yeah. developing, right? They want to take that 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 second step in their year two, or um, you know, some of those finite points, and you know, to be able to say, all right, well, now we got the challenge we wanted. Sure, let's figure out where we are. Um, you know, and it, I think a lot of their coaching staffs will probably be taking on that challenge for their players and, and etc. But um, it'll just be an interesting fight. Do I think that they're going to be able to hold a, a flame to us? No, um, but. Um, in, in its own right, to see them more competitive is is nothing but good things yeah. for the Big Ten. And, and Michael was talking about this before the show. I'm going to steal that point and tee him up. That I mean, Nebraska is asking for help. Like their AD is saying that publicly, which I think is is sad because Scott Frost and and the football program both said we want to play a Big Ten schedule. We know it's hard. We're going to earn it. We're not backing down. And then the AD says, you know, <coughs> boy, it's hard to hard to fly the first time and uh, go on the road and play Ohio State and Penn State to start. Like that's. That's not fair. Well, I think Indiana wanted to build a program. I think Maryland wants to build a program. I think, you know, my favorite program in the East, Rutgers, they have <laughs> to play Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan every single year. Yeah. Every year. How I've never once heard them complain about, yeah. why do we have to play every team in the East? Man, I, I personally think it's embarrassing and demoralizing <laughs> for him to come out and say our schedule's too hard. This is a Big Ten schedule. Like, you're in the Big Ten. You want your program to be up with these people that they scheduled you for. I'm, I'm, I would assume that Scott Frost is going to his players and being like, hey, let's climb this mountain. Yeah. You prove it to the prove it to these yeah. people. Like, yeah. Let them know if you want to fight the big dogs, we got them. Yep. Go right. do something. Mm-hmm. And yeah, okay, if you lose those games, it is what it is. You can chalk it up to it's a rebuilding year and we're learning. But to say, no, 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 how dare you schedule the best teams in the Big Ten when we we still need a couple of years before that, like, who? What the hell? Yeah. This is football. <laughs> like, yeah, and it goes back to I've been saying this since they divided the conferences. The East is loaded, right? I mean, you look at the West, and we just talked about who was going to win the West, and it's like everyone yeah. points to to Wisconsin, right? Because default, who yeah. really is there in the mm-hmm. West? Right? Iowa really hasn't been what they have been. Nebraska obviously isn't. Minnesota had one good year last year, but other than that, who's the other? Northwestern, right? Hey, listen, I got a lot of Northwestern buddies. I love you yeah. guys, but it's not a powerhouse, right? I mean, you look at the East, it's loaded. And so the Nebraska AD is kind of like, hello, look at what Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan are looking at every single year, knowing that they got to play each other, right? And there's going to be some all out heavyweight battles. Yeah, I, I get it. Like, it doesn't hurt to ask, and you can respect an AD that wants to fight for his program. We've talked about that with Gene Smith or President Christina Johnson trying to bring football back. But there comes a point where when it gets to the football matters, you might be better off not saying some of those things out loud. Right. Like, hey, help us out. Or And they were so close, right? I mean, the other the, there's the six-game series. It was a permanent crossover. Nebraska-Ohio State was not going anywhere on the schedule. But the other two options were Penn State or Rutgers. There's a pretty big difference yeah. there. Yeah. And I would definitely <laughs> want to play Rutgers if I was Scott Frost or the AD at Nebraska. But that's the way it goes. You can't change the scheduling protocol just because this this cycle yeah. might be too hard. Yeah. Look, Ohio State's schedule is pretty easy by Ohio State standards, yeah. but they also don't have to play the Buckeyes. That's yeah. what makes yeah. everybody else schedule harder. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I don't agree that as a football program that wants to be, if you don't want to be good, then yeah, definitely go play Maryland, go yeah. play Rutgers, have fun, put your jersey on and tell people you play football. <laughs> if you want to be a good yeah. program, you should want 
to go play these top teams. Even if you lose, at least you can come off the field and be like, that's what we're trying to right. be. That's the that's the level that we need to get to. We're not there yet. But to to it blows my mind that I mean, I don't like I said, I would assume Scott Frost is not yeah. telling that to his players. That's the AD yeah. who wants his program to look good so they can recruit more. But if you're going up against the top dogs, that's like what Michigan State does. Like, well, they used to be a top, but <laughs> yeah, they yeah. get the guys yeah. who want to play against Ohio State, who want to play against Michigan because mm-hmm. either Ohio State or Michigan didn't recruit them mm-hmm. or something. But they get those guys with a chip on their shoulder. And Nebraska has that opportunity. Yeah. And then thinking about like championship caliber teams, what makes them championship caliber is their resume, right? They went out and they had their backs against the wall and they figured it out. And we watched it and said, holy cow, that was an amazing play. That was an amazing possession. That was was an amazing drive mm-hmm. and oh by the way that builds itself into what can be right. um you know a, a, a team that can do that year over year right so mm-hmm. that's what you want out of your players you want them to take those challenges on and it's disappointing from the ad's perspective but you know in inside that locker room you got to believe that coaches and players are saying hey you know we're going to believe in ourselves and we're going to try to go out there and, and and put it to these dudes the best that we can um you know and go from there and you can objectively say that nebraska's schedule is hard i understand that Michigan got a hard schedule too. Ohio State, it's not not that difficult for them. Uh, it would, you know, if they were a, a marginal program like Nebraska is right now, then you might look at going on the road to Penn State on Halloween or, you know, closing with Michigan and say, man, that's really tough. Like, I can't believe that that happened. But those are also enough opportunities for the Buckeyes Zach, to to say if you beat Penn State on the road, you beat Michigan. If you beat Wisconsin yep. in the Big Ten title game. 9-0, and that's enough for Ohio State to get in the college football playoff. No doubt. And if you look at the Big Ten landscape, it's only an eight-game season, right? They have Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State all on their schedule. In my mind, those three programs are in the top half of the Big Ten, right? So you can't say it's a cakewalk. Maybe you can say <laughs> Michigan State's obviously going through a rebuild, right? But by the end of the year, maybe maybe they are better than, you know, better than expected, you know? Um, obviously, you have to go on the road to Penn State. Never easy. We played there. It's not, I mean, they're not going to have the whiteout, but it's still not, it, it goes yeah. back to Illinois. It's not a fun place to play. The hotel's terrible. The, the facility sucks. Terrible. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there are a whole bunch of bad things about that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you obviously have to play Michigan, right? And you're playing Michigan in a rivalry game right now, no fans playing at home, right? It's just a in completely December. Yeah. yeah, in December, it's a completely different dynamic, right? So, uh, you know, the, the, the conversations about, oh, this school, you know, Nebraska has it hard, Ohio State has it easy. You still got to play football games, yeah, right. man. You still got to play in a year where Nobody's there was no offseason, there are no fans, the, the, the dynamic's completely different than normal college football. It's like, man, just go out and play the games, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, eight game season is going to be a big difference. No doubt. I think you know you go from twelve to eight games. I would expect a team like Ohio State yeah. to okay. Maybe Penn State and Michigan are a close game. Michigan State. I would prefer if we beat the brakes off of them. But <laughs> you go to them December yeah. at Michigan State. You don't know what's going to yeah, happen. Right. But I really expect Ohio State to wipe the floor with just about all eight teams. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're trying to make a, a case to go to the championship. Totally. Then, I mean you. You are just the better team. You don't yeah. get that excuse right. anymore of oh we played Alabama week one or yep. you know we 
we're tired or yep. it's, you shouldn't right. be dealing with as many injuries. You shouldn't be dealing with fatigue. Yep. Guys should yep. be hungry to go prove that they're a national championship caliber team. I expect Ohio State to really well, come out. Hey, to, to your point, though, it, you're right. You, let's not talk about schedule. Let's talk about there's no hiccups, yeah. right? On a normal year, 12-week season, how long it is, two bye weeks, you can have it maybe a hiccup every once in a while or not look great and you know play uh, Purdue and barely win, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can have it. Yep. A-game season, man, there's no false. No. You are going in guns a-blazing every single game. You have to send a message. That it's eight games in eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Nine games in nine weeks, right? I mean, yep. we've never done that. And so it goes back to the whole dealing with a completely new dynamic through the season. And, yeah, there is no room for error. Yeah, there isn't. I mean, and, and some of these guys, right, I mean, at least in my standpoint, I would try to find some some comfort and ease in places, right? And thinking about, like, say if you're a freshman or say if you're just making that transition, you're your high school season probably was around eight to nine games. So trying to imagine in your head, hey, how – what were some of the things that we may have done well in those environments? Not because high school is going to be the same competitive arena, but more so because of a timeline perspective. How important is this drive? How important is this catch in this run? Mm -hmm. And and building that into a bigger picture of, hey, we got to go make a run. And in in order to do that, we have to showcase unequivocally that we are a championship caliber team, right? Mm -hmm. So with this timeline, let's do it. Yeah, Here's what I worry more about this year. It's they finally got to a point last week where it's like play ball, right? And everyone's like, you know, if you're a player on that team, you're like, hey, it's time to get back to business and and go. That's all you needed. Play football, you're like, okay, time to get to work, right? Mm -hmm. What what I also think you have to worry about is, hey, what happens if uh, that (laughs) Illinois team goes 0-2, right? And then Jimmy the the linebacker wants to go to the sorority house, right, and and party, and next thing you know, the season falls apart three, four games in, right? Because not only now, the hardest part now isn't just taking taking care of business on your own. Now you got to make sure everyone else is taking care of business, doing what they're supposed to do, even if they are 0-7, even if they are, right? right? I mean, so that's the hardest part is there's still – Things that are out of your control because if Big Ten cancels the season, you know, three, four games in, you're like, man. You know, I, I don't want to be the guy to bring it up, but it's just the reality. And then what, there are 104 dudes on a team? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of guys. I mean, thinking about that dynamic on a team that might be struggling that bad, right? What's the 84th guy look like? What's the yeah. 74th guy look like? So, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a great point. Is just, I mean, we haven't even, we haven't, we're not in the middle of the season wondering what's going to happen. Like, at any point, like you yeah. said, one of these teams that's not doing well could go. Someone on that which, team makes which a bad one, decision. Which one, Mike? Which one might be the most likely one? Uh, R- Rogers. Rogers. Yeah. Rogers. Yeah. Um, anybody, but yeah, anybody like. But that's I don't, not actually, just, I don't know. I don't know about Rutgers because I've been to that campus before. They got nowhere to go. I don't think there's much to do. <laughs> not much to do. You can go down is, to their strip. It's like one. It's like one yeah. block bar. You can get stuff your face. Yeah. Uh, you guys don't get to experience Rutgers the way I do. Yeah. Oh <laughs> baby, the best the best road trip there is. No, no, none of that's true. Um. But I am going to stuff my face with some Rutgers. That's a professional segue. We're going to be right back with Letterman Live, (laughs) brought to you by Roosters. Roosters is one of the unique companies that we deal with. They're involved in everything we do, from our personal foundation to also the Cancer Research Fund. And that's from the Buckeye Cruise from Cancer to all the events leading up to the Buckeye Cruise. They donate back to different organizations that are near and dear to their heart. And we're so fortunate to have been with Roosters now for a long, long time. All the folks at Roosters are just genuinely kind folks, and they want to make a difference. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. All right, welcome back to Letterman Live, brought to you by Roosters, talking about Ohio State and Big Ten football. Now that we know that's actually going to happen, 
guys fueling up there. Uh, Mike's going with some shrimp this week. Woo. Mac and cheese bites are just staying out there. Zach's leaving them in honor of Schlegs. <laughs> I am. Schlegs, I got you, buddy. <laughs> maybe, maybe he'll dive into that. But So aside from uh, – it's so nice, by the way, just to be talking about football and schedules and, and comparing teams. But you know, Ohio State actually had some meaningful uh, roster news last week. We'd been talking uh, Wyatt Davis and Sean Wade opting out, and then they decide to opt back in. Uh, you know, the best way to replace an All-American guard who leaves is by bringing one right back in. <laughs> yeah, get right right if you lose a first-round draft pick at cornerback, hey, replace him with that same guy. That's pretty <laughs> remarkable. Yeah. You guys know, I mean, I wrote about this last week, but you guys have lived it. The fact that these guys could sign online and sign with agents and go pro and be, you know, get any loans, be multimillionaire overnight, and they have elected not to do that tells me, and we've had heard thousands of stories about the brotherhood and the culture, but oh. the fact that they opt back in to go through a training camp to go through this nine-week sprint to be with their teammates man i just i don't know if there's a more clear example of that than these guys coming back there's no doubt i mean just thinking about like how important it is to all these guys and you know building that into a couple sets of actions there you go um you know for us and you know maybe i'm speaking for them or whatever but um what they really wanted to go do was go compete with the guys that they had grown together and so close with um that was most important to them um, you know, but, but in the grander context of, Hey, I have great abilities and I can do this at the next level. They started to make some of those business level decisions. So you can't fault them for that. But then also, right. You give them that sliver of hope, like, wait, hold on. I get to go block for Mike or I get to go Zach and get Zach in the end zone one more time. Right. Like right. those moments are way more important than anything else. Because I mean, even once you get there, you can ask guys who have the biggest contract on down to guys that have been making it on P squad. And they'll tell you to a man that, you know, you're not going to get a lot of those experiences back. And especially when you got a caliber team like they do now this year, like let's get together, let's see what we can do one last time. And you know their actions are examples of it. Yeah, I mean you hit the nail on the head. I mean it is a brotherhood, right? There's not many places in the country like Ohio State. And you know if those guys wanted to go make millions and uh, do whatever, which they, they will at one point, but if they really want to do that right now, they would have left after last year, right? Sure. They would have never came back this year. There's a reason why they came back this year, and it was because they wanted to go for that national championship. They wanted to come back and 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 be you know their one eleventh on the field and and have those experiences again, right? They weren't ready to give that up and. And uh, so, you know, at some point they had to make a business decision. But then as soon as the Big Ten got their act together, it was like, hey, we're going to have a season. Those feelings start flooding back. Mm -hmm. I want to be part of Ohio State. I want to be part of that brotherhood. I want to, you know, be with those guys for one more run. And that's what they did. Like, hey, this is what happened. Now I've changed my course, right? Um I mean, yeah, there's nothing like it, right? I mean, you know, I know Sean Wade's dad's been been vocal, and, you know, he's even come out and said, I wanted Sean to leave after last year, right? <laughs> but Sean is experiencing the culture that's, Ohio, that I don't, that's at Ohio State. He's in the locker room. He's around those guys. He was like, yeah, I've got millions of dollars looking at me right in the face, but I want to come back because I want to compete with those guys again. I would say I want to add something to that because 100%, that brotherhood is a huge reason why you come back to play. But I, th- I think as an elite athlete, you have these accomplishments that you want to put on your, not necessarily your resume, just in your life. You, mm-hmm. you only get so many opportunities yeah. to accomplish. I'm sure there are guys who wanted to win a state title with their football team. Yep. Once you're out of high school, you're not doing it. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to college, you if you have an opportunity to win a national championship, once you go to the NFL, you will never be a college, a collegiate right. national football or a champion. Mm-hmm. So yep. they can go to put, they didn't need more tape. 
Everybody knew they were going to yep. be high yep. draft picks. Yep. They didn't need to go and prove to NFL coaches that they're worth millions of dollars. The only thing, either personally for them, I'm sure they wanted, hey, this is a real opportunity, even with a short season, this is a real opportunity to go win a national championship with the guys I love. Yeah. Right. And and the brotherhood aspect of that it makes it a lot more enticing to go back to your college. If, oh, you have, no. if, you're, if you're on a good team but you don't like the dudes you play with, yeah, go get your mill. But yeah. <laughs> right. if you love the guys you play with and you have a chance to go win a national championship, it makes it a lot more palatable decision than just uh, leaving early. All right, I asked the guys on, on Thursday night at our first uh, weekend, weekend kickoff at Urban's Playhouse, like, which one's bigger, Wyatt Davis or Sean Wade coming back? If you could only have had one of them, oh. and now you get both, but which one's more important to the Buckeyes? Sean Wade, in my opinion. <clears throat> and, and, and the only reason I say that is just because, you know, from a just firming up some spots and looking at, you know, places that need to play well, you know, that's I, I look at a secondary, right? A, a great secondary with um, um, can, can help the guys up front get home a lot more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and given that there's been transition in years past, especially at that, like Coach Meyer calls that Cadillac position, <laughs> right? Um, he seems to have a lot of Cadillac positions, <laughs> right? <laughs> there's no doubt. Uh, but, you know, great, great secondary play covers up a lot of those, a lot of that progression. So um, that would be my, that'd be my thing. Mike, go ahead. I'm, I got to speak before you because you're going to say exactly <laughs> what I'm going to say. I'm going to go with Wyatt because um, exactly what, what Zach was saying earlier, this is going to be a running season. Yeah. And if you, that offensive line is so stout, removing one piece isn't going to kill it. But when you've got five earth movers up yeah. front, that opens up everything. And Ohio State, I mean, their offense is already prolific, but to just have five just grown men up there playing and moving people where you want them to move them. And I think having Sean Wade back is going to be massive. I don't, I got no disagreements. I think for me, it'll be just more exciting to see a playmaker like that on the back end supporting and doing what he's going to do. But I mean, when you talk about this season, having Wyatt Davis up there, he's going to be He's going to be something to watch. I don't know, Zach, if I should be surprised or not that a wide receiver chose a defensive back <laughs> yep. and a defensive lineman chose an offensive back. <laughs> no lineman. doubt. Which is like, why I'm not answering. <laughs> which, is why, which is why if Mike picked Sean Wade, I was going to take Wyatt Davis. But now it's one-on-one. I'm yep. like, dude, how can you pick? Like, you yeah, asked yeah. that question. I'm like, yep. just like going out for ice cream. And like, you can't pick what flavor. So it's like you get both scoops, right? Yep. It's like now that's one-on-one, perfect. I'm, I'm done. Like, yep. both of them are great players. Yep. Both of them are All-Americans. But I'm not picking because it's 50 50 doesn't want to break yeah. the tie. I'm not yeah. breaking the tie oh, because fair. in my that's mind fair. it's like a tie, so yeah. I'm not breaking it. No, yeah, that's fair. Fair oh, enough. Boy. Wow. I, I, I'm i torn on it, too, for a couple reasons. Like, Wyatt Davis, you know, he played – he started one season, and the Big Ten voted him an all-decade guard, which is oh, right. <laughs> which is yeah. outstanding right. and hard to comprehend. Uh, and I think the world – like the next guy who's going to be in line there at guard is Enoch Vamahi. And I think that Ohio State could have pieced that offensive line together just fine. Um is it the same as having Wyatt Davis and, and Josh Myers and, and Harry Miller in the interior? No, it's no. not. Um, but then you look at the defensive secondary, and you know that Kerry Combs is going to get the most out of them, but are Cameron Brown and, and Seven Banks and Marcus Williamson ready to really be that first-round guy? I don't know. I think, to your point, both are hugely significant. The, mm-hmm. the reason that we're talking about Ohio State as uh, you know a co-favorite to win the national title is because they have both of those two yep. guys. If you had just one out of the two, would that be the case? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, there'd be, there would be issues 
you know, Cameron Brown and Seven Banks haven't had to be primary yeah. cornerbacks right. yet. You don't know how that's going to work. Totally. I mean, there's it's just a lot of maturity, at least, you know, in my opinion, when I look at the defense, that needs to happen, right? Not mm-hmm. to say that any of the DNs haven't been there, but they need to be able to take that role and be that guy, right? Not to say that Seven Banks or some of the younger DBs aren't ready to go step up and be the field corner and, you know, shut yeah. down that, that number two receiver. But, you know, having that other guy that's been there with you and that yeah. you know that you can lean on and makes plays allows you to have the confidence to go make the plays yourself and, and, and be that guy. And then, oh, by the way, you turn around and look at yourself and, you know, everybody's looking at you for the, the you know, how'd you get off that release? How'd you how'd you jam him right there? Yeah. And then you just roll on those on yeah. those good uh, moments. Well, I think, you know, awesome. Back to what you said, if I were to have to pick one right and i'm sitting there it's like the safer pick is bringing back sean wade because you know that offense line can get pieced together right there's a whole bunch of young guys that we haven't really seen yet and you know how strong the four other guys are up front that you could piece it together the more exciting pick would have been taking wyatt davis knowing that that's secure and then I, it's exciting to see what just I have score in the back points. end, right? Yeah. Well, not even from that. It's just exciting that I get to have an unknown on the back end, some young guy that's got to pop up and play and got to play yeah. field corner, more pressure on it, right? It's like that's going to be highlighted a lot more because he's got more one-on-one battles. Right. So, uh, I mean, both picks. The offenses are good, there, man. Like offensive coordinators are really good no at doubt. isolating corners. So, no doubt, know. but it's exciting to see someone new play, right? Everyone's <laughs> eyes light up yeah. when, a, when a new recruit, recruit comes yeah. to Ohio State, yeah. right? Or there's a big time, like Justin Fields comes, like, it's like that that shiny object that everyone wants to see. So it's like if you pick Wyatt Davis, you have that shiny object out there on defense. Go ahead, see him play, right? <laughs> so you look at it both ways. But, man, is it great to have both of those guys mm-hmm. back? And I almost feel like in some ways Sean Wade still is that for Ohio State because you know, we saw what he did in the slot. But he, he was the third guy between Damon Arnett and oh, Jeff yeah. Akuda last oh, year. Yeah. Like This is the first time we're seeing a Sean Wade outside cornerback to be the guy. So in some elements, I think that's why there's been so much intrigue around his decision specifically. Because otherwise, like... You know, like what are we talking about? Yeah. You know that you know that yep. there's guys coming in behind right. him who can play. All right. Well, this is the last uh, the last time we saw him, he was laying the smackdown on Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah. and he should have never been kicked out of the game. Right. right? I the, mean, ch- change the game. Yeah, Very he should point. have never been ejected. Right. Yeah. And so I, I think that's another thing that's went on in his head is that wasn't the last play he yeah. wanted wearing For an sure. Ohio State uniform. Right. For sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, we aren't even getting into <laughs> hits and ejections. You know how I am. Boy, I thought we were gonna get no, real. No, no, no. Now, now football's back. We're not. Yeah. Season four yet, buddy. You know, okay, well, we'll a couple more weeks. This yeah, training camp will yeah. ease back into it. Man, I really thought I could get Zach going. Oh, <laughs> Getting man. him on the officiating, officiating. and talking about the oh, Hey, bowl. listen, these guys know, man. Yeah. I was always in the officials' ears. These yeah, guys know. To say. Even at practice, man. I used to, oh, oh, I used to get on those guys. That yeah. can't be right, Mike. I, I picked it up from him. I watched Zach. I started yelling at officials. Yeah. I just let Zach go. Like, it's it's going to be a net benefit for the offense, oh, so we're good. Man. The good news is we all get to start yelling at the Big Ten officials soon yeah. enough <laughs> the season is coming back man it's just it's so good to be talking ball with these guys again letterman live brought to you by roosters we're going to call it a day we're going to dive into this food we're going to be back here next week as we are every monday as we get closer now october 24th circle that date ohio state nebraska in the horseshoe oh, yeah. uh football is finally coming back michael bennett evan spencer zach Bourne. appreciate these guys so much for joining me i'm just austin ward we'll see you next week for letterman Live here at roosters